Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. And today I'm so excited to talk to our guest because he's an artist and like many of us, we're creatives and his art is, it's so fun and it's so cool and it's so beautiful. But when doing art, you have, you can take yourself through this journey, which is exactly what our guest does today. And so I'm going to share a little bit about that. I can't wait for you to share your experiences and your journey and telling the story through like the stroke of a brush, which I absolutely love. So Kavavi, welcome to the show today. Hey, thank you for having me, Miss Angela. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, Before we jump off and start talking about journey and life and all the stuff, have you always been an artist? And just share back your backstory with us. How have you gotten to where you are today? Um, I've been at this for 27 years professionally. So I came out of a college and I mean, we'll get into different parts of it, but um, for the most part, yeah, this has been what I've wanted to do. And I've had to figure it out along the way because it's a very strange walk of life, um, especially before the internet and all that, there was literally no blueprint on what it looked like to be a living, non-starving artist. So made some points to not forget um, that, yeah, been driven by the whole concept of being a starving artist. That used to drive me crazy to be called that, but, you know, that's just, just kind of been my drive, but I, uh, real quick, uh, real quick timeline. If you do dot to dot, I graduated from college. I went right back to my trailer. I drew portraits for a year down in Grambling. Then I got a mural job in St. Louis. They gave me the deposit. I came back to St. Louis. The mural fell through, but at least I was brought back here. I worked at a place called Union Station downtown for a minute. And it was a gallery. And I drew portraits in the area where people walked around. It's kind of like a mall destination touristy spot. And the guy downstairs was doing characters. He saw me drawing portraits. He's like, you should come to Six Flags. The season's starting. You'd probably be dope as a caricature artist. <laughs> I said, okay. Gallery's about to close, so I went to Six Flags. I was already 22, which when working at Six Flags feels like 80 because everybody else there is like 13, 14. And even though we were independent contractors, you know, but it was my first time doing caricatures, so it wasn't that good. And we only got paid on commission if people liked it. So after having people walk away and just sweat and kids laying on you, I knew the year was it. And so I taught myself how to do caricatures at home on canvas. And because of connections I had at the college I was at, I saw that uh, the guy who was an editor at a newspaper that, um, that I did drawings for while in college was now the editor of Rap Pages Magazine. So I created a portfolio, sent it, 
got a job for a year doing monthly. And then this guy named Chris Lighty, who, you know, rest in peace, he used to manage Buster Rhymes and Missy Elliott, called me up, like, I want you to do our Violator compilation album. And I was like, okay. You know, now here we are 20 years later, it's like an iconic album. And, you know, at the time it was just a job, you know, and then I did that job. This group called Phil Mob saw that and they were like, maybe we need this guy. So I did another one that became an iconic album. So I was like, I've never, uh, I didn't have business mind, but had some angels and they were just like, let's just give them these dope, dope ass little jobs along the way that'll just set them up. And then, you know, here we are 27 years later. Uh, well, let's say 20, let's say 17 years later, I decided to do a project 365 days with dad. And that probably literally changed everything for me as an artist where I can finally in some kind of way say, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm an artist, but I'm also a businessman. I got a team and, you know, got a system, you know, so I'm, I'm following that world. So I listen to y'all a little bit, you know, I'm a, you know, <laughs> know your capacity and, uh, you know, so sometimes I'm like blowing my mind, but I'm like, I was like, okay, I think of these things. I just don't know. I think of them. So, yeah. So, but now, you know, as an artist, like, like we were talking earlier, there was no blueprint before. But now online, you got funnels and all this other stuff. Like, I can show you how to be an artist and how to make money. And I'm like, that's like, this stuff's whack. And it's like, come on, man. Like, You're <laughs> like, sign me up. <laughs> right. But that's so neat. Like, what I have noticed, even recently, like in the past, I would say six months, some of the events that I've been to, even corporate events and some weddings, that that's like the thing is to hire someone to like come and draw a character. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like I was at a corporate event and they had four different artists there. And then I'm like, this should come out really funny. Cause this is at like midnight, like maybe one in the morning Folks and you know, people have been drinking a little bit, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, right. is this going to be the drunker version of this person? But it was really neat. And it actually like captivated an audience and people like came around and like watched him do it. And it was just, I don't know, it was very entertaining. It was, um, yeah, it was almost entertainment rather than, you know, someone just sitting there like drawing someone's head. <laughs> it was, it was fun. It's a performance. And, yeah. yeah. And then there's yeah. a girl that we work with, like she'll come and and she'll ask the client, like, do you want me to paint something super specific? Or do you just want me to take in the story and like come up with the story? And 90% of the clients like that's what they do. But, but it's so cool because it's unique, you know, to that person or that wedding or that event. And there's just some really cool things with art. So I have to ask you, what are your thoughts on NFTs as an artist? Like, are you doing it? Are you registering your shit? Like, what are your thoughts? <laughs> You know, I don't know if it got stronger with COVID, but I was getting hammered by people about this. And I'm usually leery about, you know, getting caught up in something that's so like in your face and so aggressive. And so I still don't understand it. I mean, I, I hear what people say it is and all that, but mentally I just still don't get it. But I do have somebody who's working on a page for me on open seas. And so, yeah, yeah, we're thinking about putting stuff out there, but I just, but it's like, you know, I hear all the money that's being made, but then I go on myself and I look up artists and I'm like, 
I'm not seeing there, you know, it's, it's almost like everything else. I fell into the network marketing for, you know, that caught me up for a second. And, and I see the formula, like you show the few who are doing great, but there's millions who aren't doing nothing. And so I'm almost seeing the same thing in NFTs. Like I could jump into it, but you know, will I be one of the breakthrough or will I be one of those who put it on there and just forget about it? And every now and then find out, oh, you sold something. Like, I don't know. I just, I know it's all a gamble. Um, it's all a risk, but I do think about if I'm going to do it, how do I do it? How do I approach it? Cause I, I don't want to just put everything up on there. Um, I've learned it because just like NFTs early in my career, I wanted to be the artist that did everything. I want to do a little pencil drawing. I want to do painting. I want to do sculpture. And it, my dream was when you come into the show, it looks like there's a million artists. And then I come out and say, Hey, y'all saw me. Like, then I learned like through the art fair world, like, no, no, that's not what you do. You need to have, you need to have a, a series. You need to have a style. Like people need to see some consistency. And so, so now, so now I'm thinking about how do I approach this? Because I have some brands that we want to get into. Do I offer them up as MNFTs? Would that hurt me in my long game? Or do I create something just for that world? Because I do draw on my tablet also. So I could do that. I have the ability. So that's, not, that's, that's, that's where I am right now. Like, how do I approach it? Because I don't want to just jump into it. I want to come into it in a smart way that works for me. Yeah, it's definitely, it, you know, it's new, but it's interesting. We... I listen to a lot of Gary V and, you know, he really <laughs> teaches hard <laughs> about NFTs and cryptocurrency. In fact, that's how I even got into cryptocurrency because you had to have a crypto wallet in order to buy an NFT for his marketing conference. <laughs> so it's oh, like wow. okay. a barrier to entry. And it's like, I thought of it as like a token uh, or like a concert ticket, you know, like going into back in the day when we had like paper tickets and, you know, then it went to QR codes. And so it's really, the, the fascinating part is, as for artists is that things, people can't really copy your work or they can't rep, replicate it for, so from a security perspective. It's just, at least, you know, I'm regurgitating what he's saying, um, you know, very high level. But we've even had clients ask about creating their own NFT as like an invitation to get into an investor event because they want it to wow. be the barrier of entry if, if you don't have crypt, a crypto wallet and cryptocurrency, then you can't really participate in these types of events. And so it is very niche and like very specific so that not everybody can come into it. At least that's been my experience, but it's really fascinating. Um, and, and I could not agree with you more where it's like those of us who fell into network marketing, I went to a conference, you know, 15 years ago or something when Infusionsoft and Funnels and all that came out. And then, um, you know, a lot of people do just quit. But as we know, you know, yes, you can build million dollar funnels. It doesn't happen overnight. In fact, it's taken years and years and years of relaunching things. And yes. most people just give up. But yeah. you're exactly right. Like the people that stand up on the stage at ClickFunnels and some of these other places and they're like, I built this and this. And I'm like, and can you back up and tell us how much money have you invested to, yes. okay, you made six figures on that webinar, but what was your overhead and what was your ROI after you did all the stuff? You know, it's just like, tell For the sure. backstory because Absolutely. shit's not easy. I mean, and, and it's another thing, but at least you're staying in front of it. So I know that, as an artist, like 
you probably get asked to do a million different things. And yes. especially when you start to work with people in the public eye. And um, I love Buster Rhyme and I love Missy. Like those were my people. Like I love hip hop back in the day, like when I was in high school and college. I mean, they're still cool to me, but it's like you, people start coming out of the woodworks and the more you become known, like for your art, the more they keep coming. And then people just keep asking and grabbing and everybody wants something from you. Usually, at least that's been my experience. But do you have a specific way? Like, how do you filter all that work? How do you say yes? that it's a great thing or like, no, this isn't for me. Or do you have a hard time saying no? I'm just wondering. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. I've had a hard time saying no. Um, Cause for a while I was doing this by myself. Um, I mean, I was married, but as far as the art side, I was doing that on my own. And after I was separated, yeah, I, I mean, all I had was art and literally my motive yeah, people will call me or email me. There's almost, there was literally almost anything I would say yes to um, when it came to art, whether it be doing a portrait. Uh, the murals are really new, um, only last three or four years. Uh, designing a tattoo, um, being a caricature artist at somebody's party, live painting, you know, and some of the points that you said earlier, because I was thinking as you were talking, even the most recent thing with the funnels and the and the business, I think what I got from being network marketing is yeah, long game. Like this is twenty seven years, you know. Like and it's probably the best consistent has been the last three or four, you know. But I've been committed to like you can I can I can just do this. This is what I can do as an artist. But now where I am now, like you're saying, a lot of people know me, so I want to do it all. You know, but I'm blessed to have my fiance who is also my, you know, she manages my career. And so she's, she's like, look, you've been doing this 27 years. People love you. You don't charge enough. And so I, even now I cringe at the prices that she charges people, but they say, yes, I'm like, okay, let's back up. But also what that does is if I was going to do a hundred things at this price, and now she gets me this price for one or two jobs, she's like, um, you've, she's like, you've painted today for six hours, go home, sit down and watch TV, hang out with your kids or take a walk, you know, where I'm like, I got paintings at home. Like, you know, I can, I just want, you know, I've did this work today. I want to go do my own. Um, so I have a hard time saying no. So now I have her as a filter. So I've learned to even, cause a lot of my murals are in schools. And so even like the past three days, I, I was at grade school working on a mural. And it just, I mean, it just happens. I'm painting on a wall. So parent after parent or teacher after teacher. What? Can, I, my, that'd be great in my kid's room. Can you come in? Uh -huh. I don't paint people's houses. That, that just became my answer. Like, because I had to come up with something. Because I, either way, because I felt bad about how much I charge for what I do. And, and I feel bad prejudging. Like, you don't want to know how much I'm charging for this. Like. Because I, I would even test a few people. Like, I would just say, they started two grand. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I ain't just started doing this. Like, this is, no. I mean, yeah, I do this in three days now, but 27 years, I've learned what I'm painting. So I can do it fast. I'm efficient. But that doesn't mean it's going to be cheap for you. So, and I don't want to have that long talk with anybody. So I just, I don't paint, I don't paint inside people's houses. I don't do bedrooms. 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, really? <clears throat> but my brain, business-wise, I'm like, ah, I need decals or something. Like, because people keep saying this in creating these characters. So I was like, there's, there's an opportunity here. Like, I could say no to you now, but I might have something for you later. You know, I don't, I've learned not to tell them that because I used to, that used to be my MO too. Like, um, are you going to do portraits one day? Oh yeah, I'm about to start series. You know, can you do some line, line of grass? Yeah, I'm going to start that tomorrow. Like, because I would get excited about their hype. But then after I said it and they walk away, I'm like, I just do to myself. So I've learned to dial back. And for the most part right now, I'm just doing murals. I'm just doing a few portraits. Um, no more tattoo designs. Uh, no paint live at parties because I also want my paintings to be seen in a certain light. So if I keep on taking them here and setting up a table and putting my paintings on easels, that doesn't look like 10, 15, 20,000 dollars. That looks like 500 or 1,000. Like I'm, I'm, so I'm learning to grow into who I am, which is very hard for me because I feel very connected to the community that buys posters and buys prints. And, and I love the love that they give me, but I'm like, oh, how do I got to figure out the balance like between where I am and where you are and how we can still be cool and, and I can still grow. Like, it's tough. Well, and something that really helped me and what you're saying is like feeling bad. And so um, hopefully you don't feel that way anymore. But what helped me is that my, when I hired like a, a real business manager to like just help and have, I get a new mentor every year. And when you sit down and you add up all the time and all the time that you give up when you could be doing other things like with your kids and with your family. Um, and then you look at all the supplies and you look at the things that you do creatively to become inspired and the homework that you do to prepare for something. When you start to track all that, it, it makes it really effing easy to say no. And so when I got really, really black and white with my numbers and there wasn't like gray because I didn't know my numbers. I mean, come on. I didn't even know what net profit and gross profit meant. I had no freaking clue. I didn't go to business school. So, but once my accountant and manager put it up there and they're like, you need to do this many things. What the first of you know, they're like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, why? Well, I'm like, I was like you. Yes to everything. I want to help everybody because that's, it makes us feel good. You know, we have a, it brings purpose. And, but then that, I mean, they pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed on getting a lot more granular and a lot more focused. And so when we think, especially in the creative world, it's like, we'll just take whatever comes our way. When you actually say it out loud, put it up on the whiteboard and set goals where it's like, okay, we'll do 30 events this year. We'll do 30 speaking gigs. We'll do, th you know, 30, whatever. So it's like, if you did, you know, 10 murals, I'm making this up, but then we had to back ourselves into the numbers. And so when you look at your overhead and I'm getting like super geeky, which it's not fun, but this is how you legitimately can say to yourself, like, either this is not a good investment of my time or the ROI is not there. And so thinking of your art as, I mean, it is, it's one of a kind, especially the murals. Like you can't go anywhere in the world and see the same thing twice. Usually. I mean, right. there's like the coolest murals all over the place. And so, and with the reach of social media and the power of social media, it's almost a little bit more, it's, it's easy in my opinion to like 
do it. But then what is missing with a lot of art is the strategy of like the business side, you know, and the sales side. But when you really put those numbers up there, which it sounds like, you know, with time and with age and with life experience, you just get older and your time gets a lot more precious and a lot more priceless. So at least, you know, that so that you can like be present with your family and you know that you have to have that person who's like guarding your time and helping you. Otherwise it's just like, you don't feel good saying no all the time. At least I don't. (laughs) So, so how do you approach each project? Like, how do you prepare? What inspires you? Like, how does that work? So a lot of murals, people come to me, um, they, and it's all come, I've never fished for any of them. Like I never advertised. I just did the first one and use Instagram. And so people come to me. And so now uh, the filter, it comes with before I get all emotionally attached. Yep. You know, you know I'll just say her name, Amber. She sends people, you know, she requests the size of the wall, what they're looking for, sends them a quote. You know, and, and after they say yes, okay, then we'll set up a call and we'll talk and, you know, well, of course now we do Zoom. And so we'll just discuss what they're looking for uh, or I'll go to the wall and then we'll talk. Um, but a lot of times it's all, all the murals have been usually about, especially the schools have been about representation. I love painting kids, love children's books. So, I mean, it's easy, it's just, it's just, they have to be a little bit more um, uh, considerate of details, you know, whether somebody's, you know, impaired in some way or, you know, different skin colors need to be on the wall. Um, some specific is music or art, like all these things. So I usually get really excited about it. Um, the, the hard part is, is I don't get excited about sketching it. And so that's, okay. that's, that's one struggle. Um, once I get to the wall, I'm good. But as far as getting, up to it, you know, I'm working on trying to sketch weeks in advance, which is fine and all, but usually once I get to the wall, I throw all that up door and just change it, um, which I'm trying not to do as much, but I'm in the space now where I've been doing so much, people trust me. And so usually, uh, yeah, I, 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 see, I see them come through my email, but I, I, I don't respond because me and Amber get it. So I'll see jobs, I'm like, and sometimes I'll text her like, say yes. <laughs> She's like, hold up, let me see if what they if they got the money and all. And like, I was like, Amber, this is, you know, because in my brain, I'm like, okay, I see what they want to charge or what they can afford. It's like I can do that in a day or two. She's like, it is a day or two. She's like, but she keeps. I don't know. If she got this on your podcast, but she keeps on saying, every time you say yes, what are you saying no to? And I'm like, ah. Oh. I was like, I know, okay, okay, okay. I was like, I'm not gonna get emotionally attached um, because I'll get emotionally attached to all of it because you know how they get me. They're like, God, I mm-hmm. followed you forever. Mm-hmm. I love your work. And one person laid on me, like I had a dream and I, you were the only person that could do this. And I was just like, how did I say no to that? <laughs> so you I've don't learned- look your email, stop looking because <laughs> I we are so similar. Yes. And it's like, but when I just, it's like, stay, I try to stay in my lane. And then, you know, all my team members, like they stay in their lane. 
but then when I'm like super busy and like, you know, we calendar block everything. And so whatever my calendar says, that's what I'm hundred percent present for. And there's a lot of days where it doesn't, there's no time. It doesn't allow for me to like, go look. I couldn't tell you the last time I looked at an email. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do for my team, you know, but it's like, if you just emotionally, because it takes up energy, like in your heart, in your head, you think about it. And then, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Like, it's just, it is, it's emotionally, and you want to help everybody and you know, you can help them, but that's where not, not that it's even selfish to think about your time and think about yourself when we're young in business, we don't know, you know, you just, you don't know, you have to feel the pain and feel the hurt of being, uh, frankly, like kind of mistreated and talked to talk down to and you kind of have to experience that and feel that feeling before you're like okay I need to start saying no sometimes because not everyone's yeah. a good fit so yeah. I mean and you know just... the business piece is interesting though when you mentioned that because honestly it's taken me a long time to look at it like that because it's still even though the internet makes it look like there are a lot of us it's still very rare to find somebody who does art full-time like that's it because even I have people who I'll have studios near and they'll say, they're like, you do this for a living? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. They're like, this is all you do. And I was like, yeah, this is all I do, man. I just, I'm making money. On they're like, wow. Like, I don't need how, I mean, it's still very rare. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because it's not really unlike anybody else's business. But I had to get over the fact that I'm painting things that nobody's asked for yet. I'm creating things like... I have to have a body of work that nobody even knows exists yet and then present it. And then there's no guaranteed sale of that. So, you know, just like musicians, what it's just, a, it's such a weird thing, you know, that even in my brain, knowing this probably helped when people want to give me money, I take it because it's like, I'm creating these things. I don't know I'm getting money from it, but you're definitely going to give me a hundred dollars or you're going to give me 200 or a thousand. Like, I can't say no because it's you know I I know what it felt like to not have my bill paid and like oh, I should took that hundred dollars like that would have took care of this you know but now I'm coming in a space of trust and, and faith and knowing that the, what I'm putting out is coming back I've get I'm getting better at saying no and slowing down and not being so emotional by buying, buying paint and buying canvas because that's where I used to be like oh, I want to buy a hundred canvases because the series is dope like. Hold up. One, you can't paint all at the same time. So just buy two. <laughs> Work yep. on them. Get it. You know, I, I get a good job and I get a good check. I do go splurge a little bit, you know. I'm, I, I'm getting a little more snobby in my paint choices that cost a little bit more. But um, but to say no is, uh, you know, we'll get to it. I'm learning now that my purpose and brand are all kind of one. Like, because as we talk about it, Nobody knows what it looks like to be an artist like I am. So I have to show. So I have to show that you got to say no. No, just because I can draw doesn't mean I can draw that. I can draw it. And I don't want to draw it because this isn't where I'm headed. This is this is what this is my uh, I, I have a vision and if that doesn't fall in it, you know, what you're doing is great. There are a lot of other artists, but I'm going this way, you know, and I'm I'm trying to honor that more and more. And the more I do it. But you know, what you pour energy to comes back and it's crazy. That's right. Because I keep putting these murals out and murals keep coming. And, you know, I even talked to my, you know, talked to Amber and I was like, 
I want to sell more paintings. She's like, we haven't really put any energy into selling the paintings yet. She's like, I was like, you know what? You're so true. Like I, people know I paint, but we haven't really stepped into that. So that's something to be addressed. But yeah, the more we just keep doing these murals, and I keep getting faster at them so I can have more space to heal my shoulder and take care of my knees. Whereas, you know, I tell her like, I, I'll finish this one Thursday. I can start a new one on Monday. She's like, no, you can't. She's like, one, you have to sketch for yep. a bunch of other murals coming up, which I hate. I just love, yeah. I love the performance. I don't love the behind the scenes. So yeah, I'm learning to just let her continue to harness the greatness inside of me. And, you know, so that allows the nose to feel a little less, you know, harsh, but I'm, and I've learned to the, it's taken me a while because I, I, I want to just, I don't want to lose that dollar. But now I just tell people like, okay, let me send you, here's an email to send your request to. And also what I learned is, what do you charge? I was like, you know what? I don't handle that anymore. That's right. Paint. Good like, job. Hey. Good job. <laughs> Even Good though job. I know what I'm going to charge. I was like, I have, I was like, Amber handles that. I have, we have a That's team, right. we have a system. So, you know, if it works out, you know, we'll come back and we'll, we'll figure out the details. But, you know, you just send your request here and then we'll see what happens. And they're like, oh, manager now. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we're doing, sir. <laughs> it is so, I mean, even people that I'm, I become friends with, you know, some, sometimes, you know, we become friends with, with our clients and um, they know that even like to schedule anything, like meeting a dinner, a phone call, like they need to go to Amanda. And it's, it's not, you know, I have one side, my family, they're like, oh, I have to go through Amanda. And I'm like, but now my brother owns a business and he gets it. He's like, oh, I see that when you stop and you have to text back three and four different times in the back and forth yes. and it's a distraction. And it's not that I don't want to look at my calendar and it's not that I don't want to tell you a date I'm available. That is someone's role. And when they don't know the big picture and they're not doing and owning that, it creates miscommunication and it creates problems and it creates I'm the bottleneck, <laughs> you know, you should Absolutely. just like get out of your own way. Um, but the people who get it, get it. And then the people that, you know, lightweight make fun of me, I'm like, fuck you. You don't understand because you don't know the business, but like, I don't care what they think. And most of those times, those people like weed themselves out of the life, out of our life anyway, because yeah. we don't have anything in common. And, yeah. you know, if you can't, we can give value all day long, but if you can't get value back, it's like, you know, the tennis ball back and forth, it's two way street. So I do have a question about murals though. So do you give yourself like creatively and, and being a perfectionist, do you give yourself a certain amount of time where it's like, I'll go paint sometimes for 12 hours, or it may take me 25 hours, like depending on creatively. Cause I know you have to like get into the, the mood and the mode and do you put a time frame on it? I'm just wondering. <laughs> um, most of them, I know now, just haven't done them, how long they usually take. And I can look at a wall and assume how long it's going to take. Uh, so most of them are a week, two weeks tops. And I know what I can get done in six hours, eight hours. So I um, usually like it. A lot of times I'll... the I'll have shorter days in the beginning. And if I'm getting closer to the deadline and I know I still got a little bit to do, then I'll make the days a little longer. Uh, but I also, 
I've learned that I, I'm doing this for me also. I'm not just doing it to please the client because I realize they're business cards, you know, and I tell people that you just, like, because a lot of times I'm halfway through the mural and folks like, I can't even believe you're almost finished. And my brain, I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I still have the patterns and the shading and, you know, I'm glad you love it where it is. Like, but, you know, so they're pleased at that point. But for now, from here on, like, I'm doing the rest for me, but I also, I have to, I got to figure out that balance with that too, because, you know, somebody say eight by 10 foot wall, somebody has two grand, somebody has five grand. They, they both can't look the same. You know, the two grand one, and I'm even learning that, you know, cause I'll say, the, I'll say all the time, like, yeah, that's simple. And Amherst like, look, I don't paint. So stop saying simple. It's like, yes, you can do it quickly cause you've done it a million times. So some people might get a face that, you know, and a word or two, whereas somebody will get a collage of stuff. The collage of stuff takes longer. People might pay more for that. So, you know, I'm learning to, cause I always want to go in and it's, I'm, I love performing. I love painting in front of people. So I want to give them a, you know, I want to get that wow factor, but I have to dial it back and just realize that, yeah, some of them just can't. So I know I can, like this one I just did took three days. It probably could have taken two, um, two longer days, but I, I allowed myself just to do six hours so that I could also go home and work a little bit on, you know, some, some stuff. And, um, I just, we had the podcast, you know, so you know, like you said, the importance of calendar and scheduling and filter and all that, like I'm learning that, you know, cause I have to go to that mural and cause I could have done this yesterday, varnish it. But I said, oh, today I got the podcast, this afternoon and it take 30 minutes. I'll go there, roll it, go home and chill. Like I'm done and then on to the next. So I've, yeah, I've learned to, yeah, just take a little dose here and there. Cause I love it so much that yeah, I could be there from, time the sun comes up to the time the sun goes down. Especially if we're outside and I'm doing like a mural festival and there's a bunch of artists like to drive away from that. Like, it's like, oh, like my people are here. You know, like, and it's like, no, go home, sleep, come back tomorrow, you know? And cause I, yeah, I work very fast because I, one, I just, I just do just my style allows me to work really fast. And I've been blessed to have people like my style. So I just, it's a win-win for me. So I'm, I'm learning to, yeah, pace myself a little bit more. It's it's so cool. Like, um, and something for me, like the the whole BTS, like the whole behind the scenes of like prepping and like I know exactly what you mean. It's not like the fun part at all. The the rewarding and glorious part is like when you're done and you reveal it, you know. And it's like everybody is just like, oh my gosh. But what's real over the last few years like when stories came out i'd never got into snapchat but i'm like if it disappears i ain't doing it and then my brand manager's like you're being stupid um it creates fomo i'm like what the hell is that he's like fear of missing out and i'm like oh so then you know i listen to them i mean they're doing their jobs and um thank god that i did because now it's like i f i don't feel like it's time wasted as much because I can be very transparent through my story and through social media. I mean, a lot of it, you know, just disappears or it goes into a highlight, but that's what people actually love. They love where I think it's boring. And I'm like, no, I sell perfection. Shit has to be perfect before we put anything out. Like I was so obsessive over being a perfectionist. 
and it was hurting me more than helping me mm. because it really didn't show like this shit's hard. And in terms of like creativeness, like I'm not an artist, I don't paint anything, but when I walk into an empty room and someone is like giving me adjectives and the personalities of like their guests or, or the feeling they want to create when someone walks into a room and, and looks at the room, it's like, you know, I just close my eyes and, you know, I don't know like what happens in my head creatively, but it's like, you know, then I pump out floor plans and stuff and creatively and mentally that takes a lot of energy it really does. it does and so when we we started we were doing it so much I was really burnt out and tired of it and so that's where you know putting boundaries and limits and I said okay we will never do more than one a week ever and now like we've whittled it down to where it's like okay I'll do two a month and then my team takes on a lot of that it wasn't always like that but it's the two top tier. And that way I don't get so tired of it or so burnt out because creativity does take a lot of energy and capacity. So don't discount what you're doing and saying like, oh, I feel bad or I just love doing it so much. Because I remember when I was like that, when I first started doing events, I'm like, oh, we could do five weddings every weekend and did it. And we did for a long time. And then I'm like, this is crazy. Right. <laughs> what am I doing? Actually, it wasn't me. It was like my business manager. He was like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Um, but you, you know that you need to surround yourself with those people. And you know that you, you give up control and you're like, I'm going to do what I want to do. But the whole time blocking and only doing like a certain thing on a day, it's like one day is a creative day. One day is a GSD day. You know, like today is our podcast day. So it's like when you really start to put them in compartments of like working on the business, not in the business. You know, you hear people say that all the time. It's like, what does that really mean? It's like, you know, you put a day on your calendar, like today where it's like, you talk, you network with people. Um, but if you, I don't know if you like time-lapse your stuff or do like your behind the scenes things like on your stories and stuff, but on TikTok, oh my gosh, like there are people doing some incredible like artsy things yeah. and people are loving it. Or do you do that on TikTok or on your stories or do you go live? I do stories on my Instagram. Okay. Um, I do TikTok some because even with that, like I'll do the goofy, you know, dances and all that. But I've Me learned, too, I love it. Yeah, but I was like, okay, don't just dance in your bedroom. I was like, put on your outfit and go to the studio and dance in front of your art like so people see you having fun doing you know I try I've, I've learned to it's always still branding you know I don't want to just be a fun thing I'm still promoting my business and who I am as a person like yeah I'm not the stiff guy working I'm having fun so but even hearing that like because I love those videos too and I love so my brain is thinking I have to think that that's not just for fun it's part of this like I've learned that people have bought into me. They haven't just bought my murals just as is. They they bought my transparency, you know, because I too, I go live on Instagram and like even today, I might just, this might be one of the days where I just go on live and just talk like something that frustrates me about being an artist and things that we brought up. Um, but yeah, that this stuff is very vital. Um, but you're right, learning to put things like they all matter. Like it's not, it's not for not. Like, but it's hard to think that. Like, because I, 
I used to, because I, you know, I used to own, co-own a restaurant, you know, with my ex-wife and she still owns it, but I used to, you know, just looking at the employees, what they make while they're working, you know, they're trading their time for the dollar, literally like, that's not what I do. So I, so how do I not think like that and think differently or without thinking that I'm in of the elite? I'm not of the elite, I'm far from the elite. You know, I'm doing well, you know, as I should, cause like you said, put in the time. I've had a lot of years where it wasn't great. <laughs> so it's kind of balancing out now. So, but uh, no, I, the stories matter. TikTok matter for time, for time I thought about YouTube but that's a whole nother beast. Like, it is. I don't, I don't, I don't want the drive of worrying about the likes and the, and I also learned that, you know, I got some successful friends. They don't have that many followers, you know, and they're doing great. So, so I'm learning that so many people walk up to me and say, man, I saw you're such and such, you know, and in my brain, I'm like, yeah, that post didn't do all that high. So I'm like, which number were you? And it's like, no, none of that matters. Like, they, the whole page, the whole body of work as a collective, you know, all this is my opus, you know, it's not just one day I get there like, no, I'm, I'm living the dream, like it's happening in real time right now. So yeah, if I could take a day off uh, for myself, it's not even a day off, like I put in some great hours yesterday so that today I can just chill and then tomorrow I'll get back on it. Like, because you're right, I don't stop. I'm, when I'm sitting at home, I'm on Pinterest for three or four hours, filling up my portfolio of images for when a mural comes, it's like, I know the flower, you know? So yeah, the work never cuts off. I'm watching TV. Oh, that, did you see what was in the background? And I'll rewind it, take a picture. Like it, yeah, it just never shuts down. It's, 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 it's exhausting, you know, it is. It is. And <laughs> But one thing you said earlier that's so important is like you choose what to do, like based on your passion, like what you're passionate yeah. about. And like, I've realized that the more you do your passion and if you have a strategy and you have good people around you, the right people around you, not just good people, people are good. Sometimes they're not the right people. Um, the money comes like, yeah. again, you have to have a strategy, you have to have goals but once they, all of that is in place and they're, and they're going to change, uh, they change year over year. Sometimes they change every quarter, but it's like, you know what you're passionate about. And a lot of people that I talk with, they're like, I'm passionate about this, but I'm in banking. And I'm like, well, how's that working out for you? Are you happy every day to wake <laughs> up? Like you might want to ex consider exploring some other things, you know? So it's like, right. you have found that and so it's like protect that and protect the energy and it's just it's so awesome that you have found that and you have put the time in and you yeah. have worked so hard you know towards all of that so I know that um I had asked you what was your number one time suck and you said tv and you just brought up tv What's your favorite show? Like, what do you, and we all need something to turn our mind off, right? right. Like we really do, but like, what's your favorite? Or do you I'm a, think? I'm a documentary junkie. Okay. Like literally, I'm a documentary junkie. Like I've seen the Basquiat Radiant Child documentary three, 400 times. Like I could easily keep going back to that. And um, because he was the actual, I could, I could see myself in him, like somebody mm -hmm. who's, doing what I do but beyond that like 
I'm just fascinated by real stuff behind stories because um, we only see the surface. So I, I find it so fascinating to see like what actually happened behind closed doors. Like, and I know it's still mm -hmm. not the whole truth. It's still a movie. It's a documentary, but it still has a yeah, still has an agenda, you know, or a story to, to tell. But yeah, I just I just like the idea of knowing that um, folks are just going through stuff. Yeah, I'm, sometimes it's dark and sad, but for me, it's just like it's just real. Like, yeah, don't just think that everything's glossy. Like, no, people are going through some drama in the back there. Mm -hmm. So. So I'll, I'll watch that a lot and I'll get caught up in these, you know, when they, if they put a good series up on Netflix, oh, and it's, it's so bad sometimes that I had to bring my tripod to the mural and I got my, my iPad up and I got the show playing because I- Shut I, I, up. I, I <laughs> even if I am, I'm not looking at it because after two or three episodes, I know the characters, I know what they're doing so I can listen. And, and I, in my brain, I can see what they're doing. I look over now and then if something's crazy, but yeah, it's like I get obsessed. Like, I, I, so I have some addictive personality I'm aware of, you know, like, so I have to be careful of that. But yeah, if something has like, I think Tombstone um, was a show that just had like seven, seven, seven seasons. I watched all mm -hmm. those days in like four days, man. Like, I couldn't turn it off. I was going yeah. crazy. So, and I knew this and I felt it. And I was like, don't look up anything else. They just, your brain needs to shut off and relax. Cause mm -hmm. I just like, oh, okay, get more, 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 more. And like, where I, I'm even on Amazon, like oh, $1.99 for more episode. Like, I was like, I just paid $5 more for you than I could have got those series for. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a visual guy. I accept it. You know, I'm a visual guy. I love, uh, yeah, I, I'm just so fascinated what people do with film and all that, and it, and more and more translates into my work, and you know, so it's it's still it's all connected. So I don't feel like it's a waste of time, but it's a it's a way to just not physically be doing anything and just sit down, talk smack with my kids, eat peanuts, and just yeah, enjoy the screen, man. Like, yeah, well, and it, I mean, everything in moderation, right? So it's like having the discipline, like we teach these content creation workshops and, and teach people, they all want to know how to wash, rinse, repeat their content, like with Instagram reels and TikTok. And like, I go the other way. It's like, we started in TikTok and then we use an app to like take all the branding off. And then like, we'll reuse it on reels a lot of times. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's called tick save. It's awesome. Nice. And so it's like, you can wash, rinse, repeat your content. Again, you just have to know a little bit of strategy. And then once you know how to do it, you know how to do it. But it's like, when I ask people, well, why aren't you on TikTok? And they're like, oh my God, it's so addicting. I'm like, well, do you watch TV or Netflix series? And they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, well, what do you watch? And they'll tell me, and I'm like, well, instead of watching four episodes, you could spend, it's like an 80-20 thing. So it's like if you spend 80% of your time creating the content and educating and showing a peek into what you do consistently, that word's very key. And you said it a few times, consistency is key. And then if you, if you're not consistent, they're going to go somewhere else. So that's why like you want to be consistent you want to, it, it's like, think of the news, like you don't have to turn it on, but it's there. If you want to know what the hell's going on and yeah. they're always consistent. And that's why, and then people like the people, you know, 
there's like three different news, four different news stations where I am, but usually, you know, like you just said it perfect. You see yourself in some of those people and that's how you relate to them. And then that's why you make those choices to watch them. But I'm like, if you spend 20% of your time consuming the content and just getting ideas and, and for creatives, it's like, I'm like, you yeah, I watch something. Sometimes people that I'm watching something with, they're like, will you just shut up? Like, just let us watch it. And I'm like, but look at that set and look at the lighting and let, you know, it's like, I see things totally differently in movies and like, I'll Absolutely. have to watch it a few times, you know, not in a row, but it's like, if you spend 20% of your time being inspired, which most of us, it's like, I'm sure you are, and you're just inspired by people. You don't really need have to watch TV, but then right. if you spend 80% of the time creating the content and then filming what you're already doing with your phone and a $10 Amazon stand. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not about perfect lighting. It's just, it's real life. And, and I'm glad that we live like in this trend transparency world now where it's getting a little bit more transparent with social media, which is why I like TikTok more than any other platform because it is short form content. It's a little bit easier, although they do keep changing it. I'm like, I don't know how 10 minute TikToks are going to do on TikTok, but a we'll 10 see. minute TikTok now. Yep. They went to three minutes and now there's some accounts wow. that have 10. I just, I don't know, maybe new people coming on will do it, but I'm like, this ain't YouTube people. So right. I don't know, you know, we'll, we'll see, but if there, if there's anyone listening that I know it's like, you hear the starving artist, which I don't know who came up with that, but it kind of annoys me from a business perspective. But if there's one thing that you could tell people that, because even in weddings and events, like it's very similar to being an artist where a lot of us, it's a passion. You started out as a hobby and then you feel bad charging, you know, money for it. And, but if there's one thing through all the 27 years that you've been a business owner and doing art and doing other things, like, is there one piece of advice or takeaway that you would tell, like, a new artist or a new creative or somebody that is just trying to pave their path. And some of these people has nothing to do with age because there's people that are in their mid fifties that had a full blown ass career, like in healthcare and stuff. Yeah. And then they just like did balloons on the side for fun. And now just kind of by accident, you know, it's, it's the thing, it's the rage, it's popular, you know, murals are popular right now and you have to pivot where your audience goes. But what's that one thing that you would tell your younger self? Like, if I only knew this, this would have helped me, you know, 20 years ago. Like, is there one thing you would tell yourself? Uh, everybody's not your audience. And you don't need that many people to be successful, you know? That's right. So I find myself saying more and more to folks, like, be careful who you ask if they like it, you know, because the answer could, you could be on path of doing something that's going to be great for you and community and somebody might say the wrong the thing that doesn't connect with you and you just throw it out the door like it's just yeah if you stick with something and put your energy into it you know I, I truly believe you'll find your tribe and and also I don't really like the shoulds that much because you gotta be careful of that too because you know folks will always come you know you should do this because I'm sure then it'll, it'll be really be great like you already just told me you don't know. So I'm really not listening to that. Like I know what I like and I know what I'm gonna do. And this is where I'm at. So yeah, I just say, yeah, just be careful, you know, and of who you're trying to seek acceptance for. 
because you know yeah. that's just that's just where we are we love those likes it feel great <laughs> but it but like you said earlier like it's so true because there's you know we look at our analytics and i just look at it monthly and people will come up to me at conferences and stuff and say like oh i really love that and i'm like the exact same thing you just said well that didn't perform that well then why didn't you hit but i've learned to just put it out there and you definitely watch your analytics to see you know what what people are responding to best and people respond to the dances and i didn't understand why until people started to say you know it's a breath of fresh air like it's it's fun and you show that you're still having fun even though sometimes life is stressful and people are rude don't let one person ruin your day much less your week and there's people around that i mean around me some that tell me that and they're like it helps just taking the mind off of it but also knowing that you know, we're in the same industry in the creative market and you can still be happy and do your passion to make money. Like, right. and it hit me. I'm like, people need that outlet sometimes of just, it's okay to have fun and work hard, yeah, work hard, play hard, right? Yeah, and don't <laughs> worry about being wanna... perfect too. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. Even and with that dance and goofy, like I'm not showing that I can dance to make money. I'm just having a good time, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just chilling and feeling the vibe like Absolutely. you know it's all good if people want to connect with you where's your favorite place to connect uh i'm most active on instagram and okay. it's just my first name at kebabi um and then yes the tiktok i, I you know i do a little bit more of those but those are probably my two the two platforms i get the most energy to that's yeah. awesome yeah. and like you said where you show up and put the energy somebody said we're energy goes where it flows or something like that. I can't remember, but I listen to so many podcasts, but this is awesome. Thank you so much for your time and sharing all of your wisdom. And we'll put all the links in the show notes. So if people want to go, y'all have to go check out his website, like your website and your Instagram. It's so good. Like, it's just fun to look at everything that you do is so cool. And I love how you, like, I can tell on your website, just from the order and phone view it says exactly like, and I don't know if this is like strategic or has anything to do with ROI, but it's like, you've got your portraits, your murals, your custom works, your 365 days with dad. And it's like, those are the four things. Like if it's not with, if it doesn't fall into those buckets, you know, it's an easy, thank you for thinking of me. Not now. Absolutely. That's (laughs) right. Right. Absolutely. This is awesome. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Appreciate it. And if you're watching or listening today, thank you so much for your time and be sure to go out there in GSD and tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done. Would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights. And I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember, 
The profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.